there, and happy whatever it is day to you, Elwood City Limits listener. This is Will, and you may be surprised to be hearing from me this week. Um, well, that's because, as always, it seems that our schedule, when we put it on paper, it tends to change a little bit. So, yes, that is what's happened. Unfortunately, Lucas and I were not able to get together to uh, record our patron exclusive commentary of the Monster Hunter movie. I have it rented on YouTube and everything, which is actually good timing because here in Nova Scotia, we're entering another uh, COVID lockdown. So yay, I couldn't go to the theater even if I wanted to. And I'm spared Monster Hunter for another eh, week and a half. We'll see. But we will be getting back to that on our Patreon very soon. So in the meantime, I thought that I would do something for the free listeners as well. I'm going to take some time to answer some of the emails at elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. So thank you for joining me. I will also note as well that patrons will be getting a special video coming out uh, today. I'm recording this on Friday the 23rd, so that'll be coming out later today, probably around the same time as this podcast. And we, I'm also, I'm going to do my best to have another very short video out for the patrons soon as well. Um, it actually kind of relates to, I just, I just had breakfast at like 11 o'clock in the morning and my wife and I were watching Paddington again. We, we watched Paddington again a couple of days ago. Wonderful movie. Both of them. Wonderful movies. Paddington and Paddington too. And I remembered as a child having marmalade, Paddington's favorite food, marmalade, and I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to try that again. I remember not liking it as a kid, but when you're a kid, you have all kinds of taste hang-ups and and what have you, and if Paddington likes it so much, I mean, it's an orange, sugary spread. Like, what's not to like about it? I love oranges. So I did try it, and marmalade, marmalade is terrible, dude. Oh my god, I hated it so much. Uh, it's so bitter and sour. Like, it's it's really quite awful, and I don't like it at all. And I feel like I've disappointed Paddington. So, that's how my day is going. The The thing is, is that I grew up with the Paddington... There's a Paddington cartoon that played on the Canadian channel Teletoon. And I don't know if it played in America or anywhere else. But... I really like that cartoon. And on that cartoon, they they drew marmalade so that it looked more like the consistency and color of Cheese Whiz. So now whenever I think of marmalade, I think of Cheese Whiz. And I think I would have just had a better time making a Cheese Whiz sandwich. Uh, that's what I really want. That's what, that's what marmalade is to me. So, yeah, not the greatest start to the day. Before I get into the emails, I do want to acknowledge, uh, and I want to apologize for not acknowledging uh, a week ago on the proper Season 11 recap, our patrons, of course, who uh, make the cool stuff happen, like the Monster Hunter review, like the videos I'm going to be putting up, like the extra content that goes up on patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits, uh, including our commentaries, our bonus episodes, and, of course, our entire bonus podcast for the kids, a PBS Kids podcast. Uh, Lucas and I now have a Google Doc of the remaining... Uh, PBS Kids shows that we haven't watched. There's a lot of them, and a lot of them I've never even heard of before. So we're going to have to get into some of the weird ones pretty soon. But we've done some episodes on some of the most influential uh, PBS Kids shows that there has ever been. And we've still got plenty to go. And we by this point, we have like, I don't know, 
24, 25 hours of that stuff. So if you're looking for another podcast, uh, unlike Elwood City Limits, For the Kids is uh, very history-based and involves a bit more research on my end, which I enjoy doing. And we get to check out a new show every two weeks. So it kind of keep, keeps it nice and fresh. And uh, usually we have a... Um, we have a uniquely Canadian perspective on things. So I really encourage you to check that out. You uh, Earlier in the free feed, you can see we have, I believe it's a pay, the free unlock of the Postcards from Buster episode, which was our first one. So if you want to have an idea of what it sounds like, it might sound a bit different uh, now because we've kind of refined the formula a little bit, but you can check it out. And we put previews of the episodes every second week. So you can check those out on the free feed as well. I promise that they are worth uh, spending only just a dollar for it because we don't want to. I mean, that's the thing. We don't. I don't want to, you know, charge you an arm and a leg. And if it gets to that point where I really do need to monetize this, I promise I will let you know. But for now and for the foreseeable future, uh, it's going to be a pay what you want model on the Elwood City Limits Patreon. Patreon, and it's, uh, you know, as in a few months we're going to be celebrating. Hang on, I have to do the math. I have five years of this show. Um, it still trips me out that there are people who um, would pay to listen to us. And you certainly don't have to, and we appreciate if you're listening all the same. But it's wild. Uh, also, speaking of paying, I apologize if this sounds markedly different than the last couple of months of content, because I'm back to using Audacity again. And one of our, one of our goals... One of our patron goals was for me to get Adobe Audition because I edit the podcast. And while it was a fairly good couple of months and Adobe Audition is this robust suite, I really uh, I have a fundamental problem with how Audition is priced. And uh, after complaining about it on Twitter, I managed to get the early cancellation fee of Audition uh um, taken away because yeah, you have to pay for the Adobe, whatever Adobe thing you want, Photoshop, um, their video software, uh, Audition or whatever. Um, you have to buy it in a yearly subscription. If you cancel early, then you incur a fee. This was around like sixty or seventy dollars, and I think that's outrageous. And for as much as I have, you know, bagged, ragged, bagged, ragged, tagged on Audacity over the past five years, um, it's free. It's relatively easy to use, and um, I think I may have even had less problems with it than I had with Audition. So it'll sound a little bit different, maybe not as good as it sounded the last couple of months, but I promise that I will try to do my best to make sure that it still sounds okay. So your patience is appreciated. Uh, I'm a I'm a stickler for podcast audio, and uh, I notice when I don't do a great job. So I uh, appreciate that nobody... Nobody has ever been really gotten in my face about how good or how bad the podcast sounds, so I uh, I appreciate that. Okay, so ElwoodCityLimits at gmail.com. I didn't want to have our emails kind of sit here for another another week and then be crammed in with the Season 12 premiere. So I figured I would take a little bit of time and uh, talk about these. So let's go. First one is from Funith. Do you guys ever have an Arthur episode? that although meant to be educational in a moral or subject matter, you found entertaining at first, but then later on it hit differently when you had the same experience. 
For example, the Blizzard episode was one I always enjoyed on an entertainment level, but recently my town in Texas was hit by a huge snowstorm and we were out of power and water for large amounts of time that had me worried about what tomorrow would bring, since Texas weather can be so unpredictable. But turning on that one episode of Arthur during those brief intervals of power we got we had gave me a sense of comfort, warmth, and relatability that this would soon pass. Has any Arthur episode ever hit you in a similar fashion? Good question, Funith. I'm glad that you're safe after the uh, ghastly weather business in Texas. Um, yeah, let's see. I keep thinking that eventually when, hopefully, when I have kids, I'll relate more to the Baby Kate episodes of Arthur. Um, because I kind of grew up in the DW role. I had, an, I have an older sister, um, but I wasn't nearly as smart as her or funny or charming. Uh, so in terms of relating to stuff, I'm just kind of going through it in my mind. Um, I mean, not, I'm also trying to think of things that I'm relating to as an adult. Maybe some of the travel stuff. Like, I didn't get to travel a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, other than, like, around the Nova Scotia area, maybe to other parts of Canada. But I didn't get to travel as much as, uh, you know, Arthur or even Buster gets to travel. So maybe maybe something to do with that. I might hold on to this question and see if Lucas has any uh, thoughts on it for Season 12. And that's the thing, is that... Um, you know, if, if there's a question in here for the both of us, then I'll kind of make sure to fire it Lucas's way. So, um, you know, I, I'm only one half of the show, and I know that not everybody listens for me. So I'm going to make note of this, Funith, and thank you for the question. We got some wonderful feedback for Big Brother Binky. Uh, I want to thank, thank Josh for their correspondence. I appreciate uh, everything they had to say. And I also want to show appreciation for Lawrence. Uh, whose email I will read to you right now. Long time no write. I just listened to the latest episode of ECL about Binky's adopted sister from China and have many comments. As a Chinese-Canadian who first watched this episode many years ago, I found their depiction of Chinese culture to be authentic in my perspective. When the show represents elements from different cultures, such as the opening fantasy sequence, I find that they lean into it to serve the story and not as mockery or stereotyping people or traditions. When Binky was using chopsticks at the restaurant, he fumbled at first, but eventually held them correctly. No complaining about how hard it was or stabbing the food with them. These small details matter. One of the things I noticed was their use of Mandarin terms, such as Baijabe and Shizhia. Thank you. Uh, Lucas's attempts at pronunciation were a funny cringe to me, and I'm sure mine were as well just now, Lawrence. But kudos to you and A for effort. Overall, I think the voice actors did a good job of speaking Mandarin. It wasn't perfect, given these characters are not Chinese-made total in-universe sense, but it also wasn't mangled either. Will, I liked how you brought up discussions about adoption processes in a nuanced way. It's definitely more complex than picking up an abandoned baby at a fire hall. I think my feelings about adoption of non-white children into a white family are mixed, especially when adoptees become older and may face challenges about their ethnicity, upbringing, and belonging. In light of recent anti-Asian hate crimes, it leaves me questioning a lot about whether Chinese adoptees and Asian Americans slash Canadians in general really do have a better life in North America. I've included a few resources below if either of you are interested in going further on these subjects. So Lawrence lists uh, the book Chop Suey Nation by Anne Hui, The Leavers by Lisa Ko, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Oh, God, I'm sorry. N-G is how you spell the last name. I almost I almost don't want to try. And Chinese American Adoptee, episode 260 of Beautiful Anonymous Podcast by Chris Gethard. Uh, thanks for reading this far. I hope you two are staying healthy and safe. Yes, we are. We are indeed trying. 
Um, yes, there's a lot in here that, as a white person, I am I'm so thankful for this for this uh, perspective on the episode and on how we spoke about it. So I'm glad that we managed to do so in a way that was uh, that moved the discussion forward. And Lawrence, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to take these recommendations to heart. And listener, I hope that you do as well. All right, let's go now to uh, Emma. Hey, Will and Lucas, you guys have expressed your thoughts for the more recent DW episodes you've been covered and that you aren't necessarily excited for the Flash animation era to begin. Yes, this is a frequent talking point. I also lean more towards the original animation. However, when Arthur switched to Flash animation, I was still in second grade. I don't think I really noticed as a kid, therefore it doesn't bother me too much. Here's something good that I personally think comes out of the Flash era, although I'm sure there are people who would disagree. Although not many people really like the addition of LaDonna and Bud in the show, I really like LaDonna, and I love episodes where Bud gets paired with DW. Although the episodes are a bit more kid-focused, there's great banter between them, and for me, it works a lot better than when DW is paired with Emily. I'm looking forward to see if you guys think the DW and Bud dynamic makes up for what the DW episodes you've recently covered have been lacking, and if it makes the Flash animation a little bit easier to watch. Can't wait for your next episode. Yeah, I think DW could really use somebody to play off of. Emily's often kind of like her antagonist a little bit. It's like it comes down to Emily, who is often in the antagonistic role. There's the Tibbles who kind of play the role of chaos a little bit, and like they're they're fine. Like they're they're decent kind of pairs for DW. And then there's James, who's just kind of like very meek. Like he has the character, but it's just like it's not super interesting or anything. Um, yeah, I'd, I I would love to see this turn around. And I mean, I'm not dreading the Flash animation or anything. I'm just, uh, I'm, 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 I want to get into it. Like, it's going to take a little while before we get there. And I'm just like, all right, let's get there already. And, uh, of course, we love to drag it out, don't we? Um, and as for LaDonna, I mean, we've seen her in some of the commentary, uh, tracks that we've done. And, like, she seems fine so far. Like, I have nothing, I have nothing wrong with her. Like, I don't know her. It seems that a lot of our listeners do and have opinions on them, which is good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think just yet, other than the word, the, the name LaDonna is a little strange to me, but I'm sure it's a person's name somewhere. So, uh, and, and, you know what, Emma, you're, the, the fact that you didn't notice when Arthur switched to Flash, it reminds me, and I think this might be something that um, is not something that happens to everybody. It reminds me of when a television show would, uh, a cartoon show especially, would change animation styles between seasons. And they would kind of expect you to just be like, oh, no, it's the same show. And then as a kid, I was like, no, it's not. Everybody looks different. Um, I was, I follow this great Twitter account um, that puts up these 90s and 2000s um, Canadian commercials, essentially. Um, I'll try and find it really quick as I speak here. Um, I would really recommend it, especially because it's a lot of stuff that I would have seen in my childhood, like stuff on CTV, YTV, Teletoon, Family Channel. It's it's such a blast from the past. Um, a lot of commercials for Marineland um, that I'm really enjoying. Um, but one of the things I was recently reminded was how, when I was a kid, I loved the Beyblade anime. And it's, uh, by the way, objectively terrible. Like, the Beyblade anime is the pits. Like, it absolutely sucks. So, not everything from your childhood is good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I watched that a lot. And I loved the first season, and I felt it ended great. And then they had a second season after that, and the animation style changed completely. And I remember thinking at the time, that I was like, 
But it's the same characters, but this isn't Beyblade. What is this? Why do they look different? And it kind of turned me off of the show. Like, I didn't watch anymore after that. And that's certainly not the only example, but that's the one that came to my mind readily. Uh, so 90s Canadian stuff, spell, uh, stuff spelled S-T-U-F. 90s Canadian stuff on Twitter. Uh, check them out. The uh, The account is called No Context 1990s slash 2000s Canadian Television. It's one of my favorite accounts right now. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is our most recent one. And I just want to make sure that I get the name right from Alistair because the email name is a bit different. Hello, Elwood City Limits Gang. My whole family loves Arthur. So recently I shared an episode of the podcast with my mom. She really enjoyed it and it actually made her remember something special and Arthur-related we made when I was around four. My favorite episode of Arthur at the time was DW the Picky Eater. I was fascinated by the design of Once Upon a Restaurant and as a picky eater myself, I thought DW's food concerns were both completely valid and correct. Seeing how much I liked the episode, my mom suggested that we make our own little Bo Peep pot pie together. We had a fun time making it and it wound up being a really adorable adorable pie. My mom even thought to use cookie cutters to put little sheep on top of the pie crust. However, I had somehow forgotten that I was still expected to actually eat the pie once it was done, and I was too revolted by the combination of cream and spinach to eat more than a bite or two. (laughs) After laughing about this, we decided to give it a redo almost 20 years later. We used this recipe that Alistair links to, but I had a little bit of chopped tomato to the filling as well. It wound up tasting great, and I can totally see why something similar would have made DW a fan of spinach. The only thing I would change in this recipe would be to add more garlic to the butter brushed over the phyllo dough. Anyway, thank you both so much for all the time and love you put into the podcast. It really shows. My life has changed a lot since I first started listening, but through it all, this has continued to be a consistent bright spot in my routine. How we all have grown over the past five years. Alistair, in our own ways, thank you very much. Uh, so Alistair links to this uh, recipe. I'll try and I'll put it on the socials um, maybe this weekend. Creamed spinach with phyllo crust. Uh, now, I think this is a little bit beyond my expertise as, as a short-order cook, but uh, I'm glad it worked out, and I'm glad that the little Bo Peapot pie can work in its own way. We did get one more email from Sydney Long, and uh, Sydney heard us mention that we... Uh, I, I'll say I, have asked for a theme song to the podcast many times, and Sydney finally sat down and mixed one, um, sort of influenced by, she, excuse me, Sydney was inspired by the rock influence of our shared fondness for wrestling, me and Lucas, and the call replay nature of, call reply nature of our discussions. Um, so I took a listen, Sydney. I'm honored that you did that for us. Thank you so much. I'm going to play this, uh, I'm going to play this, uh, I'll put it right here. So thank you once again, Sydney. It's so cool that you did that, and I liked it. I uh, I ended up liking it. Um, and of course, if if y'all listening have any contributions of your own, um, uh, in terms of theme songs or anything like that, uh, please send it elwoodcitylimits at gmail dot com. Uh, but you don't don't feel like you have to. We we hey for five years we've been using the Arthur theme song and uh, nobody's complained. So uh, I think, you know, we're probably fine as is. It's one of those things where when I was starting out five years ago, 
and I was like, what are the what are the things that I wish a podcast listener would do for us? And I was like, fan art. And we have had fan art now. And it, you know, I remember receiving that fan art. And it was incredibly emotional for me. And I was like, somebody makes us a custom theme song. Or like, a, you know, we've, we've had like SoundCloud mixes. We've had videos uh, made for us on Twitter. Some of our wonderful fans um, have sent us gifts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I want to take the time to stress... Like, these are amazing, and we love them, but don't feel that you have to, okay? Like, I don't want to feel anybody is pressured into this. Um, it's just not, it's something I have to keep recentering about the podcast, is that sometimes I get a little, um, what's, what's the word? Um, uh, well, when I compare myself to other, uh, myself, I say myself, it's me and, it's me and Lucas. When but and this is me comp- doing the comparing, so that's what I mean. When I compare Elwood City Limits to other podcasts, and I keep thinking, you know, I uh, insecure. I'm a very insecure person. Uh, when I when I think, oh man, like the, the theme song could be better, the editing could be better. We like I could be doing all this stuff better. I could be engaging on social media better. I could be like, you know, getting more listeners and all this kind of stuff. But I'm comparing myself to people who do the podcast they do for a living and to make a living. And if I wanted to, I suppose I could do that. But at the same time, then Elwood City Limits would be my job. And I mean, it, it, I mean, it is kind of, but it also it exists in this wonderful place where it's not my job. And uh, but it also kind of is because we have patrons uh, to make content for, which is good. We want that. But we chose to do that. We weren't doing it because it's just like, oh, if we don't monetize this, we'll starve. It's just like, no, we wanted to offer that as a way for people to say thanks and to make some extra content. And now we do that. So before I before I kind of lose the point on this, what I mean is that um, I consistently have to kind of check myself to be like, Elwood City Limits is in a good place right now. I don't look at how many people um, listen to us. I honestly kind of don't know. So the fact that we get, we had like, what, five or six emails to read from over the last couple of weeks, the fact that every once in a while somebody sends us something nice or does something nice for us like Sydney did and make an Elwood City Limits theme um, is just fine by me. So um, I, and, and, and this is all, this is all for me. There's never been a listener who's been like, you know, you could be so much better if you did X, Y, or Z. Um, I want to take, I want to take a minute now that I'm on that I, pro- I promise it's a short minute. I just want to say um, we've never experienced any problems within our community that we've created through, whether it be our patrons on the Discord, whether it be the emails we've gotten. I think I've gotten maybe like one rude email once, like a couple of years ago. I don't really remember. But everybody we've spoken to has been very kind and supportive. And even when we've you know said something that either we shouldn't or we didn't think through. Everybody has been incredibly supportive, and I would encourage you that if we ever say something that isn't cool to you, please let us know. Like, we are willing to change the tempo uh, to make sure that you're comfortable, because we know a lot of people listen to this podcast as a source of uh, comfort, relaxation. Um, I still think about the email that we got a couple of years ago about the person who couldn't, and I'm sorry, I, I can't remember who this is, that's that's my fault. My memory's bad. Um, the person who had trouble leaving their house, and then they managed to do so thanks to Elwood City Limits. I think about the person who emailed us, um, uh, the native Syrian, 
who um, listen to Elwood City Limits. I think about all of the people who email us and tell us that how important the podcast is. So that's what I'm trying to center as what's important to me. And um, I want to say thank you to everybody. I didn't expect this to, to be um, kind of an emotional thing. But, you know, whenever it's whenever it's Will on his own, it's just like, ah, he'll end up crying about something. So um, it, just, it just kind of hit me out of nowhere that this is a really great thing that we've managed to keep doing. And it's important to find this, this. I guess you could say this is something I'm passionate about. I'm not a really passionate person. I don't have that many, like, passions or whatever. But it's important to find, again, when you're in the middle of, like, when I'm editing episode number 160, whatever the heck, and, God, I've been talking for a long time. <laughs> I'll wrap this up. But when you've been, like, when when you're editing and working hard and, like, doing these social media stuff and everything like that, it's important to be like, why am I doing this? I'm just like, this is why. Y'all are why. The Elwood City Limits community that we have is why. You know, people keep finding us all the time. I, it's, my intention was never to create a community, but it seems that we have a, a kind of disjointed one, like we're very spread across and, you know, even on the discord or whatever, it's like, we don't always talk to each other every day, but we don't have to, like, I feel, I feel the, the love that you've given and I hope that we've given it back. So on that note, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> oh, God, 25 minutes. Oh, God. Okay. See, that's that's where my radio training gets me. I, you put a microphone in front of me, I could just go. Um, okay, so uh, next week is going to be a proper the proper season premiere of Elwood uh, City Limits with season 12 of Arthur. That is what we're going to be talking about. The Monster Hunter review for patrons is going to be the week after that. So we're going to delay uh, the return to For the Kids a little bit. And I promise when we get back to it, it's going to be a humdinger. So in the meantime, now's a good time to catch up on all the For the Kids episodes you haven't listened to yet. And, uh, oh my god, oh my god, I said that I was going to thank the patrons, and I almost forgot again. We got new patrons, by the way. Devin and Gabby S. have recently joined the Patreon. Thank you so much. And I want to thank people like Vinny Cataldo. I want to thank Ursula Cat. I want to thank Yoshi. I want to thank Pretty Cool Stairs and Matt, Rachel Pearson, Sierra S., Shayna Bennett, Kevin Noon, and more. EJ Acra, how you doing? Um, thanks, everybody. We really appreciate your patronage. We really appreciate you listening. You don't have to give a dime to this show. Uh, and you don't even have to email. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to listen. And you don't even have to do that. So if you chose to listen, thank you very much. All right. I am going to get out of here. It is what I keep saying, but I just can't do it. All right. So Lucas sends his love, and he'll be back next week. Uh, and we will get right in back in the swing of things with Arthur. Thank you, everybody, for the emails again, elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. If you would like your email either read on the air or just read privately, you can let us know either way. And my name is Will. Thank you very much for joining me for this 27-minute uh, email episode. All right. Catch you next time.